Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Petty, and I'm delighted to welcome Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Uh, this is this 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 person is a an old friend of mine and somebody I've wanted on the show since I think the very first week we did this. You asked me so long ago, and it's been a yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, well, don't be sorry at all. I'm really happy about this. I hope this is the first of many appearances uh, by by you. So I'm getting you to commit on camera to six more right now. Okay, so. I'll just. Get the contract, you know, to sign it up. That's okay, fine. good. I'll plan I, it out. <laughs> we, we pay well here at Pockets Full of Sue. Um, hey, uh, thank you for coming. Miranda, uh, for folks that aren't familiar with you, uh, what, what do you do? What, yeah, what do so you do? I am an editor over at IGN. Jared and I worked together for a very long time on the Wikis team. Mm -hmm. um, so I do wikis, I do reviews, I run all of our anime stuff pretty much. I just tell them what we're going to do and we're gonna, then we do it. Yay anime. Uh, yay anime. Oh. <laughs> I always make that joke. They're like, yay anime. I'm like, rip. Uh, oh. uh, yeah. Um, we stopped doing the anime show, unfortunately, but uh, which is a thing I used to do. Uh -huh. uh, but now I just write a bunch and host a lot of stuff and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, you, you're a busy person over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I do a lot. And it's finally slowing down after a crazy, crazy, crazy spring. Yeah, spring so. was spring was kind of the second like holiday this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... surprisingly, somehow like all the games just got delayed and stacked up at the same time, and yeah. then suddenly we had a ton of open world games to cover all at once, and I was just like, "Well, all right," and then and put my you, head down and worked. <laughs> you are kind of IGN's uh, Swiss Army knife. You you work across every team. You host. Yes. You write. You produce. You you you've you've done just about everything there, and you work between guides and editorial uh yeah. standards so that's different right yeah i, I, I joke jokingly say like i have three jobs because i do wikis and then we said a core editorial so I do reviews i help with news i help with features and previews like i did um one of our most recent ign firsts and i did our first review of the year for gravity rush which was really cool yeah um and yeah and then i did a bunch of guides right now i am writing a cookbook for the Le legend of zelda breath of the wild and i'm Ooh. very proud of it oh wow well, it's that's just, marvelous it's just everything you can make but it's real cute and yeah. i like it <laughs> you you make incredible guides so and we used to yeah we used to sit right across front front from each other and my my miasmic horrible messy desk would just creep <laughs> underneath yours there's, there's gradually still a little bit of it there is it still there it's <laughs> like i found like a few pieces of trash actually the other day because we're kind of doing a spring cleaning thing okay and i was like oh jared <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a very messy desk uh, yeah. you would like uh, you would like my new desk at work it's oh, yeah? it's much neater oh good yeah i i have little i have little uh oh it's it's very pretty it's cute. i heard a lot of slimes live there Huh? Slimes? There. Are, who told you about my slimes? I heard on your show. This oh, show. That is, oh, you watch my show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. Yes, there are a lot of slimes on my desk. I love uh, Akira Toriyama's uh, slimes from Dragon Quest. Miranda, thank you so much for coming. So here on Pockets Full Soup, we do all kinds of things. We talk about the people we're thankful for, the places, the things. We talk about all avenues of life and art and wonderful stuff. Miranda, you're here to talk about something... Uh, kind of, uh, this is going to be the most meta episode of Pockets <laughs> ever. So. Because we are a storytelling show, and you are here to talk about... Stories! Stories! Okay, so <laughs> so this is the metatextual narrative right yeah, here. Uh, I, I just think that they're so important. I mean, obviously, anyone listening to the show thinks the same. Um, and stories are pretty much what make up my life and probably who I am. Um, I, I did want to, like, when I thought about coming on Pockets, I was like, I need to talk about a person, like... But there's just so many important people and I couldn't just pick one. Like I couldn't pick my twin sister. I couldn't pick my boyfriend. I couldn't pick my mom. I couldn't pick my dad or my younger siblings or like my best friend. Like mm -hmm. there's just, there's just too much to hold dear. And I was like, well, 
what about like another aspect of myself and just like stories stories okay and you said that they make up who you are yeah okay like, I can feel you like expound on that it's really weird i think there's some people that are like especially impressionable and i think i am one of those people um and i take a lot from what i read or from what i watch or from what i play like it it really affects me and for better or worse, sometimes I'll make a mess. Um, like for the Yuri on Ice finale, I was like drunk at a bar in South Carolina and I was sobbing at the bar. <laughs> and I was like, it's so beautiful. And then like an, a man came up and was like, sweetheart, are you all right? And I was like, no. Wait, you're, okay, I want to roll this back for a second. You're sitting in a bar in South Carolina. Was this over the holiday? Like over, uh, over Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget. Yeah, I guess it was Christmas break. Um, I went to go visit my parents and we went to... There's an area, no, I guess it was North Carolina with the Vanderbilt Mansion area. Oh, uh, you were up in Asheville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, were up, you were up near Biltmore. Yeah, we were here in Biltmore, yeah. Uh-huh. And my parents went on like a wine tour, and I don't really like red wines and stuff, so I was like, yeah. I'm not going to get that much out of it. You guys do your cute romantic thing. I'm going to go set this bar. Okay. And my favorite show has an episode out an hour, my favorite new show, um, so I have to watch it. Like, yeah. I very much made a point to watch Yuri on Ice on the hour. As soon as released, like every day at lunch. No, like, is it, it was like showing in the bar? Oh, like, I wish. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Because there are bars um, in Asheville where Yuri on Ice probably would be shown. Oh, uh, Asheville is a pretty groovy town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I went to some pretty uh, cool places yeah. there. Uh, uh, so, no, I just had my phone with me. I brought headphones. Like, I like queued it up on Crunchyroll. I was like, come on. <laughs> um, and of course, like, Yuri on Ice actually broke Crunchyroll quite a few times because of how many people trying to get to the site yeah and it was one of those times and i was just like sitting there like refreshing i was like come on crunchy roll <laughs> and then like all the while like i'm just drinking heavily and i like ordered more drinks than i should have and were you drinking heavily because of what was happening in yuri on ice or were you drinking heavily because it was available and and um, mostly because of like what was happening and it's just like an emotional thing i think i put i put a lot of emotion on that show uh-huh. um not only because i felt like it was just like such a positive uplifting even though it was very dark at times um i guess within the main characters like sometimes with what they were facing and like they had they went through some very serious emotions um and like they dealt with like anxiety and depression and all this other stuff um in lighter ways but i like, really got attached to that because i was going through a lot of that time okay and i was like this is my happy thing like that was when the whole election was going through and just a bunch of other stuff and i was like this is this is the good thing and so i put so much into that and like having the final episode be something that i really wanted i was just like overjoyed and sad and for you was ugh. it more okay so you're talking about things that were happening in your day-to-day life and yeah. you're talking about what was going on in the show for you was it escapism or context or was it uh, secret option C that I'm not smart enough to think of. <laughs> it was definitely escapism. Like, I yeah. think it was just a, it's a wonderful, beautiful show um, that let me stop thinking about bad things. Okay. So, and like, I like to do that. Um, I know like in high school when I was having a hard time with friends or with people, like I would just find a book and I would read and I would think about that book all day and I would not talk to people. And they're like, Miranda, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking about a book. And so just kind of focus on what and like let myself like really get into the story. You mentioned a book. What's a book you escape into? Um, well, I was particularly thinking about Twilight, okay. which is really silly. Um, I really, I like those books. They're very silly. And I know there, there are bad things about them, but I just enjoyed reading them. I yeah. like vampires. And I read a lot of vampire books in high school and I forget like the series that I read. But um, You know, we have our studio lighting on us right now. Neither one of us is sparkling, yeah, but it's huh? 
just shy. You kind of sparkle all the time. That's <laughs> oh, what it is. But 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 uh, that highlighting. <laughs> so twi- let's talk about that for a second. Silly stories. Uh, I agree. I read the first Twilight novel. I never made it through the rest. <laughs> I, I I do know the. Uh, I, I'm pretty familiar with the story because my wife read them voraciously. It is silly, but you also found a lot of value in the silliness. How do silly stories make our lives better? Um, well, one, they make you realize like how good you are at writing. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, wow, I could do this so much better. And then I wrote a thing and oh, it's not so bad. Um, no. Stephanie Meyer, if you're watching, come I'm on, pockets kidding. full of soup and I'm defend sorry. yourself. It's <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Um, it, it, no. let's call the let's let's call the let's call the writing in in toilet it, it was direct uh yeah, it was it, uh, perhaps unnuanced yeah um <laughs> for sure <laughs> oh gosh i'm just thinking about like 50 shades like i started reading that i was like oh wow <laughs> well that that, oh, that started life as twilight fanfic like. yes so it that's, is twilight that's, fan fiction so that's like a level even or two down deeper. yeah yeah there that's true um but yeah but silly stories like they're just they're just fun like they're not asking you to think a lot and sometimes you just need that yeah like and sometimes you can get silly stories that actually make you think and those are obviously better but like when you're in high school and i just want to chill with something that's not part of my curriculum i'm with twilight mm-hmm. so. so is it a way of resting silly <laughs> yes yeah? yes for sure okay. um and also bonding because my mom liked them too. Like ah. we read them together. We or not together together. But like we would talk about them and like I read them and then we went to like midnight showings together. And it was just like a good way to like talk about something that was silly. Like I remember we went to, and saw the final movie at midnight together. I think it was at midnight and us freaking out in the theater because I changed something huge. But it was like a joke. Like I was like, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're talking about the final. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, scene. yeah, that scene. scene. Oh. The scene. Yeah. I was like panicking in the theater. <laughs> Anyway, I was like, "What is happening?" Well, that was their obviously their I was goal. So I, I think that's that. I think <laughs> that was, was so a practical good. joke of like Andy Kaufman esque proportions yeah. on the audience. That I, was the greatest troll I've seen in a movie in a long time. I am so glad they did that though, because it made the movie so much more interesting. Yeah, yeah probably more interesting. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Actually, I think it was fantastic. Um, which is funny because something yeah. silly became fa- so. Silly things can be a way of resting, but also a way of bonding. What's another story you've bonded with someone around? Oh, man. Harry Potter. (laughs) Easy one. Expound. Worldwide phenomenon. Uh, So when I was little, I hated reading, which is weird because I love writing and reading now. Um, It's not weird. We all hate things that we eventually love sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I hated tomatoes. Yeah, now you love them. Now I love Maybe. them. I adore them. Oh, whoa. Oh, I, I, I yeah. I still I want, hate tomatoes. Really? Oh, you don't like tomatoes? <laughs> no, I never liked them. Uh, well, I'll be. Okay, well, there I we like go. I like ketchup. I like ketchup. Huh? I like them cooked in small chunks, but I don't like just raw tomato. I don't have blood. I have ketchup. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. that runs. Oh, ketchup's, ketchup's the best. <laughs> ketchup oh, is really good, though. It's so wonderful. It's like sugar. It is. Know? It's pure sugar. Tomatoes. It's just, ketchup made tomato. me the man I am today. <laughs> there we are. But. Um, but yeah, but back to Harry Potter. Um. My very good friend when I was like in first grade uh, gifted me and my twin sister the first Harry Potter book. Okay. And I thought that was so stupid. Like I was angry that I got that for my birthday because I was like, wow, this book is so dumb. He's just a wizard. That's a stupid thing. And then (laughs) my mom was just like, we're going to read this book. And she would like get us up in her bed like this is like one of my fondest memories is just crawling into her bed and she'd open the book and she'd just read to us like just me and my sister on either side of her and it was just so pleasant and it's just like warmth and and so like i just and i fell in love of course with the story itself and it 
like means a lot to me. Like I don't know it by heart like some people do, but um, and I actually haven't had time to go back and reread it. But it was like one of the most impactful bonding moments for me with my mom and with my twin sister and just with wow. books in general and stories at all like I wasn't really that connected to much before then I think but I mean I was also a little kid <laughs> so oh, does that that's one thing does when you open it now does it take you back to that moment I mean oh for sure there in that warm place yeah. with your sister and your mom like again? when the Harry, Bo- Harry Potter books ended I think that was when I was just getting out of high school and when the movies ended it was when I was getting out of college um and it both times very much felt like an end to like my childhood and then an end of me being dependent and going into adulthood and so like it was just like paired perfectly just at the right time for every beat um and i remember like growing up like i was like i want to be like hermione i'm going to study really hard i'm going to try my very best to do what i want to do and like i did and that's like it was just so influential to me as like just being strong and having that group of friends and like really finding that for myself so you modeled yourself after a character yeah a little bit like I'm not as smart as Hermione. <laughs> well, who is? Um, yeah. Well, my sister's really smart, but <laughs> whatever. You're ridiculously brilliant, and, and um, we both know it. Um, oh, thank you. Are there other characters from stories you find yourself modeling yourself after? Um, I always try to like connect with characters. One of them was Sailor Mars from from Sailor Moon. <laughs> okay, why Sailor Mars? Uh, because well, one well, she's an Aries, okay. and she is like the red color of the group, mm-hmm. and I like red. Okay. So this you is, like red, she's an Aries, you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're an Aries? Yeah, um, okay. kind of going back to like the more juvenile thing, it's just like there were so many things that like lined up with what I wanted to be. Like she's very spunky and feisty and like she didn't take anything from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that and I think I still like that in a lot of characters. Like I usually like the mean character. Okay. <laughs> um, just because like they, they hold their own in such a good way. Um, and sometimes in like worse ways but they learn from it and i always appreciate that um so like i like the characters are like a little vain sometimes too someone who's vain mean yeah. <laughs> a little blunt a little aggressive yeah but like they have a good heart like do you have another another trying. example of that uh i was just thinking of like vanity like rarity from my little pony <laughs> i like my little pony so much well, my i don't talk about kinda, it much <laughs> well, well, why don't you um, talk about it now here's your chance yeah so i mean it's kind of weird because if you look at the characters that i like a lot of times they're the same thing and i think if you also get your favorite characters you'll find a lot of the similarities in that mm-hmm. um which is different from my th- it's like i have a list of or i've been keeping a list of the best characters that are also my favorite okay that are not necessarily the ones i identify with but i think they're the best um and i would not put rarity there okay. but i love her okay so you love rarity <laughs> for that but who who is who is somebody that you don't identify with but you think's a great character bimo from adventure time <laughs> expound so bimo is simple and in the background a lot of times but bimo just has like such a complex identity and role i think in adventure time mm-hmm. which people are probably like <laughs> adventure time it's like a kid's show but it is but also bimo has this one episode that i don't really want to spoil because it's wonderful um several episodes actually about bimo's identity mm-hmm. and like who bimo is and how people kind of take some of that for granted and like just how like almost airheaded and imaginative BMO is, but how a lot of it turns out to be true and like is a lot more profound than people think. Okay. It's just something that really interests me. Um, there's just also this character, Hajime from Gashimin Crowds, which is an anime. Yeah. And that's his thing with her too, is like she's very bubbly and mm-hmm. kind of an airhead sometimes, or seemingly is an airhead, but she's also profound in what she says and she has really important things. And she's of course the hero of the story. Um, 
but she's not treated like this all-powerful person that knows all the answers like yeah. sometimes she's like no no um so sometimes bubbly and and out there and sometimes highly observant yeah yeah, yeah. like it's the smartest person in the room doesn't have to act that way yeah. like they don't have to be the strict stern person like sometimes they get to be a little different smart yeah. and sagely aren't the same yeah yeah, yeah. so like sense. i just appreciate that because i think i see a little bit of that in myself sometimes and i've I'm noticed silly. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you are very silly uh, and extremely intelligent so that that Thank works you. i now here's a here's a thought um or something i want to ask you about I've noticed you, you've mentioned many that you mentioned your ice, but you've mentioned Adventure Time, My Little Pony, <laughs> Harry Potter, and Twilight. Yeah. All fiction, at least nominally aimed at younger readers. Yeah. Uh, that's not all you've said. You've mentioned some oh. other. But I have a friend who, who's a school teacher who says, uh, who told me once that she believes that young adult literature is a marketing de- designation that translates to books people actually read. <laughs> um, yeah. What are your thoughts on the fact that that so much of this, so much of storytelling that you're, we're talking about contextually here is theoretically aimed at children, but has fundamentally influenced a highly successful, mature adult in, I in think you? When you're a kid, like you are so influential. Um, and I think a lot of the best young adult media writes to that. Like they understand and they pack a lot more depth to things than you would think i think especially with animation now like you you look at what we have now like everyone's gonna parents like well in my time we had these cartoons and like sure you did and it was probably great but there's also a, a slew of new ones too that where these people grew up watching anime or like reading these more advanced stories and like imp- implement that more so in uh stuff that are aimed at young adults or children mm-hmm. and like just steven universe like we talked about it before <sighs> I, like, I could talk about steven universe all day and how yep. wonderful it is and how it is like rebecca sugar the creator says like this is a children's show but just because it's a children's show doesn't mean it's got, has to talk down to anybody yeah yeah uh, steven universe is i i someday i want to bring you in here and do nothing but talk about <laughs> steven universe i, I would I, love that really yeah oh, oh of course okay, i so one of my biggest regrets is not trying to cover steven universe at ign but also it's like i have too much to do i can't do that too <laughs> make it happen i'm, I'm just gonna enjoy it <laughs> like, I, i'm sh- there, i'm sure that that there's no time at all because i used to work there and i remember what it's like but oh it's so good yeah. if you if you don't watch steven universe watch, watch watch the first couple of episodes um get at least through laser light cannon and if you're not intrigued at that point i don't know what to do for you yeah uh, I, it's not for everybody i don't know i i didn't get into it the first time I, I dabbled in it, but but then I just a friend said, "No, man, just go sit down and watch like four of these." And I did notice. I and a week later, I'd watch them all. You know, or I mean, two it, weeks later. It very much opens like a kids' show. Yeah, and that's the thing is people have to remind themselves like, yes, this is meant for children, so it is going to speak a different way, but not necessarily down to you. And I think you see that as it gets in. Like at first, it's lighthearted because it's you know yeah. adjusting you to the show, and then it gets all of a sudden very dark. It's like by the way, there's some real serious things, but without being so dark that it's like, here's a dark night. We're going to deal with some serious stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Tim Burton dark yeah. or, or not like, oh, everything is so sad. It's just yeah, like life is complicated. Yeah. And I think some of the stories that we're getting now or like the stories that I talk about generally, like address that and like talk about just like how people change. Like the most, it's kind of silly. I'm sorry. I always say myself as silly. Um, like the most recent um season of my little pony does that like it's really weird because 
I, I always feel weird talking about My Little Pony because it's like a you, thing that I never talk about. Why? And people why do you are feel very weird judge- talking about My Little Pony. People are very judgmental about it. Okay. Anyway, I am going to confess <laughs> that I have watched contemporary My Little Pony episodes and enjoyed them thoroughly. Okay. Yeah. So the newest season is kind of all about reform. Like they added okay. a character who was a villain, and then she suddenly just almost takes the spotlight away from the main six characters, mm-hmm. and I love that. Like it's like, hey, you have. You went through this really hard thing and now I'm going to teach you how to be better for yourself and for just everything. Mm. And then it lets them do that. And you don't, I think you don't see that a lot of shows. Like when the villain is defeated, they're just gone. Yeah. Like they were over. And this one gives them a chance to do that too. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you're a changed person. We're letting you change because change is always happening. Um, I, I and that's f- so important. I I, I- Absolutely agree. I think some of the absolute best stories are about. I one of the things I loved about Joss Whedon's old TV shows was that villains were constantly becoming part of the core cast of characters, and likewise, core characters were becoming villains because people yeah. were changing, and it's yeah. what people do. Steven Universe does that really well. Peridot has become my absolute favorite character. So wonderful. Um, and and. But I need to watch this new season because, and that was something I actually. That's funny. There's a question I was going to ask you. Is we're talking about stories. Villains make or break a lot of stories. Who are villains oh, yeah. that you love? Um, villains, like they just, if they don't have a good motive, then like, why do you care about them? Okay. Like it's, I mean, even like I'm just evil because I'm evil is bad. Mm-hmm. That's hard because I don't actually think about villains all that much. Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, it's a hard I'm question. Like, oh, I don't well, know. you just mentioned a villain you love. Will you tell us more about this My Little Pony villain. Um. So, Starlight Glimmer. Uh, it's hard because I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going okay. to spoil it just a little bit. Okay. So she... Mild spoilers ahead. So she actually takes one of the biggest challenges in life that I think I struggle with a lot is thinking that something that went wrong with another person was your fault. And oftentimes mm. it's not your fault. It's their fault because they're dealing with something that they can't express to you and then something happened and then you suffer because of it. And Feeling like you caused their suffering? Yeah, like you're doing something wrong. Like... I feel all the time like, oh, I did something wrong, so this is happening. Mm. And that's actually incredibly selfish, which is an easy thing to do because, like, why wouldn't you think that you did the wrong thing? Like, why would you think that this person that you admire so much did something wrong or is having something wrong with them that they can't really tell you? Um, There is a short story that also does this really well in – Brief interviews with hideous men, I think is the book. Uh, <laughs> tying it back to My Little Pony. That's fine. There's this, yeah, there's a short story in there that I really admire, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but I've been reading those, and one of those stories pretty much came up in My Little Pony. Um, I mean, it's not word for word, but right. it was about this guy who is like really different from his wife, and like she doesn't really, she can't really figure it out, and eventually she figures out that it wasn't a problem with her. It was a problem with him. Mm-hmm. And so in My Little Pony, same thing. This um, Starlight Glimmer, when she's young, she has this best friend and he's really great with magic and she's also great with magic, but she's still learning. And he gets his cutie mark and gets whisked, whisked off to school and leaves and he stops talking to her. Okay. And she's like really scared about it and mm. she starts hating cutie marks for this thing that took him away from her and like she's like what was wrong with me like why wasn't I good enough like it's because I didn't have a cutie mark and like we're not equal anymore so then she goes on to make this town where she because she's like super powerful and she takes away everyone's cutie mark and replaces them with equal signs and says we're all the same we're yeah. all gonna be fine you're like the talents don't matter and of course like Twilight Sparkle and everybody comes in and says that's not right and then you know they help her and instead of it just being 
you're bad. You're going in the dungeon forever. Twilight Sparkle's like, you're super powerful. And you just didn't understand what was happening. And now that you saw that, turns out the guy that went to magic school failed miserably. And he was super embarrassed. So he didn't talk to you because he thought you would, you know. And it was never you yeah, in the first place. It was place. never you in the first yeah. place. And then now you have to go be him to be better. And like all this, it just gets like this complex thing about. You know, it's one of the most difficult parts of you. relationships in any kind. Is yeah. this, I, because th there are times that, you know, we want to be selfless. We want to look to others first. We want, we want to, and we also don't want to see flaws in the people we care about. Yeah. And that's a, that's something I, I learned on the giving and receiving end in a long marriage. That's a big part of that. It's like communication and, is so hard and you can't read people's minds but and we can we can make the point or we can tell it in a story and then yeah. it sinks in isn't that weird yeah because i could say that a hundred times yeah. or be told that a hundred times but it, it's changed my life there i love the silly brilliantly written um sitcom frazier i mm -hmm. love frazier uh I, sitcoms in general not my thing frazier's a, a huge exception uh because it's it's extraordinarily well written um, but a kind of a throwaway episode of Frasier, not nearly one of the best, changed my life about the same theme that you're talking about. A, a lesson people have been trying to get through my head for a decade. It's not all your fault. It's not all your fault. Watching this man go through a series of cartoonish caricatures and halfway through the episode, I'm like, oh Lord, that's me. That's me every day. That's yep. how I live my life. And it's just, it's so hard to live like that. Because then you're constantly trying to make up for it, which makes the other person like weirded out because you're doing too much. And then eventually you figure out that it wasn't you in the first place. And then you've been like living with all the stress. And why can my little pony and <laughs> Fraser get that across when this can't? Yeah, Isn't that strange? yeah. I, that's the power of stories. <laughs> do they do they teach us new things or do they remind us of what we already know? I think they teach us new things. Yeah. I mean, they definitely do both. But um I don't think we would understand it the same way if we didn't see someone else experience it. I think once you start seeing the similarities within your own life in a story or something, then that's when you're like, oh. What's the story? What's the story you want to tell? Ooh, I have many stories. I'm yeah. actually writing some short stories. Um, yeah. I'm okay. really excited about yeah, this. I um, did. This is the first I've heard about this. Yeah. Um. I don't really talk about it too much, but like one of my goals for the year is to write a bunch of short stories about witches because I really like witches. Witches. Yeah. What manner They're of like witches? Modern witches. Okay. So it's just like them doing their thing, and it's just a bunch of short stories. I want to focus on witches that have like different kinds of powers and how that affects their everyday lives. So in your mind, are are the witches in your story witches people who are born with natural imbued enchantment? Are they people who learn magic? Are they people who have made pacts with they're, external forces? Are they... They're people who were generally born with it, and it like is something that's recognized through testing. Like It's like a built-in part of like modern day society, like they just exist. Okay. Like, so like, one of my favorite things is magical realism. I just mm. adore it. Obviously, like Harry Potter and stuff. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez type stuff, yeah. or 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 uh, more more uh, more. I mean, it's like a good range, like just okay. kind of any of it. Like I, I love it. All. Okay. okay so <laughs> um, if you want to read a good one, um, the ancient mice bride is a manga, and it's fantastic. Okay. Um, the ancient mice bride. Magus. Ma Magus. 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 It's like mage. I haven't read plural. this. Anyway, um, or possessive. 
Magus, I think. I don't okay. know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. M-A-G-U-S, though, yeah. right? Magus. That's okay. what, that's I believe it's Magus or Magus or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, anyway, anyway, whatever. The ancients. Yeah. That's going to be an anime later this year, but it's a manga right now that you should absolutely read. And it's um, a magical realism story? Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, what was I talking about? So have <laughs> you, uh, oh, I, I want to, you're mentioning like in Kentucky, <laughs> have you played Kentucky Route Zero? I have not yet. Oh, if you love magical so realism. Yeah, I you got to play that. I to play it. Oh, that's, that's just beautiful magical realism um, but your story yeah so i've come up with like a bunch of different story ideas that i've been brainstorming with a friend and it's more about getting them written yeah um <laughs> so i have a few and i'll just talk about a little of them but um the goal ultimately is like to get a little collection going and maybe publish it i mean lovely like, creative writing is something that's very close to me that i don't do a lot um i think i stopped creative writing in like college because i feel like my university beat it out of me because mm-hmm. i was on journalism track and they're like you must write only facts oh. no flourishes write 20 more news stories and i'm like okay i hate this <laughs> why, why did you stick so, with it because uh, you wanted the degree or yeah okay. i wanted to work at ign so, <laughs> so, okay well that, that works yeah. yeah so i was like i'm gonna get through this because like i could have taken extra classes but yeah. i graduated in like three and a half years like i was yeah. like i am gonna be out of college i'm gonna get a job and there you go. And so, you did it. Yeah. And Ijin does have pretty high standards for, for the writing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's, it's good that you followed. But um, it kept you but haven't been yeah, writing it really creatively. stunted that, which was yeah. hard for me because it's something that I really loved. And I actually, I kept a lot of my old writing from high school. It's like I actually dug up, dug up a lot of stuff and it's like silly seeing what I used to write and like the ideas that I still have from then. And it's kind of cute because like they weren't that bad. Like the writing itself was not bad i was like oh cool yeah your your experiences are better than mine i go back and read the things that i wrote and i was just like wow i really wanted to be sylvia plath and i <laughs> did not have the expertise um so you're you look at so are you going to build something off yeah so i've had a few like ideas coming up i was like i just want to write something i want to do nanorama but that's never going to happen it's too busy in november um so i'll just give you a, a few examples of like things that i want to write um one of my most recent ideas is for, I wanted to write about a variety of ages for witches, like just these like young women and older women, okay. um, different stories. And I'm really excited because I found an like, idea for like a kid, which I think are like hard to write about, right? Because like, you want to make them interesting, but yeah. I want like a really little kid. And so she, my idea for her is that in her dreams, she just like sees planets like she has like clairvoyance is like her trait and the idea for my witch is like they all have like one specialization like they just kind of discover it Mm -hmm. um and hers is like kind of clairvoyancy thing and like she just sees like planets that are really far away at night she just just dreams of them and so she starts drawing them and then it's like about her and getting these published and like working with nasa and she's like this child and like you know that kind of thing it's like just a a short story i mean it's not i don't have like all the logistics like right now but that's just a general idea of one when you start doing this will you come back and talk about it okay maybe when they're done i would really like (laughs) that in process i get really nervous about showing anything that i write to anybody that's not for ign and even then like i get really anxious um me too i have a lot of anxiety but um last year during um inktober they had like a witch theme going on and inktober traditionally is for artists to you know draw something every day and i was yeah. like but what if i try to write something and like publish it um i even had a troubles like showing my boyfriend my writing because i admire his writing so much like he is such a fantastic writer and i look up to him which is like i always have, like i really mean it even though we're dating like i it's totally genuine like i before we've been dating like i really liked your writing 
Um, and so like I get really anxious showing him my stuff. Mm. And so then I kind of got over it and showed him something and he, like, we talked through it. And he's like, you should just post your stuff. And I was like, okay. And so then I started doing Inktober for the witch's theme. And yeah. I ended up doing like three. But I got like really nice feedback from people. Okay. Even though they're really short. So you have stuff written. Like you yeah. have short stories. Yeah. Oh, um, please come back on and talk about them. Okay. Um, yeah. Come, let's let's have like, a whole show about that. I would love it. Uh, it's really important for me to like, or a goal for me is to like give back. I just want to tell everybody a story that hopefully will at least like make them feel better or see something cool. I don't know. Sit down on the bed with their mom and their sister and snuggle up and read it. (laughs) Um, The idea is, you know, this, this short story book is to be the the bestseller list and I'm just going to be rich and I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Well, money's nice too. You know, all those rich authors. I mean, there's (laughs) so 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 much money in writing. Yeah. Next JK Rowling right here. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. There, there, Um, there aren't, there aren't a lot of those folks uh, in the world. Yeah. I think after like, I do the short story thing. I want to like try to do more long form things, which I have ideas for. Yeah. Um, but the short story remains my, there. my favorite medium of writing. Actually, uh, I haven't read that many short stories. I, uh, I mean like in school, like the one offs, but collections, I didn't, haven't read that much until recently. I'll be happy to ship you lists and lists. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, but thank you, Miranda. Thank you for talking about stories. This makes me so happy. I yeah. Wanna, I, I, I want to ask for a second, our, our listeners and, and viewers, guys, tell us your stories. What are the stories that, touched you and changed your life what are the ones that got inside you the ones that made an impact the ones that have defined who you are tell us about those stories you can send that to mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com you can tweet it at us whatever you want to do i'd really love to hear these uh just just let us know please again it's mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com and if you write stories uh, go to the facebook group it's free just stick them on there send us links i want to see it i we've had one of our previous guests uh my my friend brian uh He's been on, Brian publishes short stories. Like, mm. that's a thing he does. I mean, he, he has a day job, but then he writes and does what you're talking about. And uh, so I want to give a shout out to Brian here. You guys should uh, check out uh, his uh, his uh, short story anthology, The Wandering World, and some of the under, other um, wonderful things that, that he's put together. Um, and I'll try to put a link to that here in the show, maybe. Uh but yeah, tell us, this, share the stories. Go to Facebook and tell us. Uh, also, always going to take this second during the show. I uh, want to thank the kind people who uh, help us out on Patreon, subscribers, at all, etc. Especially our uh, Patreon producers, who are Robert Nieder and Nick Rie, uh, whose generous support makes the show possible. And hey, if you can drop us a dime, guys, anybody out there, it really, really, really helps keep us on the air. Uh, we could use that. So thank you. Uh, and now that the uh, the begging portion of the program is over, um, you ready for instant noodles? Yes. Yeah, you ready for that hard left turn? I think to, so. All right, answer some <laughs> answer some weird lightning round questions I'll here. I'll do my very best. Do your very best. All right. I think I here's the fun secret fact of instant noodles: there are no wrong answers, except that cake is better than pie. Um, I'm already I'll, wrong. All right, there we go. <laughs> what is best sandwich? Meatball sub. Meatball sub, any particular place, one type, any cadence, or just all meatball subs I across just the like board? I like meatball subs. Yeah? Yeah. Marvelous. They're my favorite. Ooh, do you ever eat any downtown, uh, down in Soma, or like at work? Um, Yeah, I do sometimes. I like the ones uh, I like the ones at, at Brandon Street pretty well, because their meatballs are good. Oh, uh, I actually haven't had them there. Oh, they have really good meatballs there. I went by there yeah. today. Yeah, the Brandon Street Cafe has, has really good meatballs. It's a bready sub, so if you don't like a lot of bread, you're not yeah. going to like the sub. Those meatballs are really good, and I like bready, so it's very, um, 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 um. get them with some <laughs> hot jalapenos in it. Very good. 
So, no, not your thing? No you just want You just want that straight. Provolone or not on your meatballs? So. Yes. Yeah? Always provolone. cheese. Okay. Everything needs cheese. <laughs> that's a good, it's that's a bad a good, way to live. <laughs> that's a great motto for life. What is the most terrifying creature in the natural world? The natural world? Yeah. <laughs> get a lot of answers for this one. I mean, spiders is always number one. But, uh, they're we fine. Get, yeah. You yeah, okay they're with spiders? Fine. I let them outside. I feel yeah. so bad. Just, st- just free them. What spiders? Free them, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't like stuck. like. So have you have you watched our spider episode? Yes. Okay, that's very it's kind very of you. Good. Thank you for doing it's that. So good. Oh, that's so sweet like, of you. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Panda's, that spider shark he made makes me so happy. I'll just okay. say the scariest creature is probably a very small poisonous snake. Very small poison, like a coral snake or something like that. Yeah, we'll just yeah. go with that. Even though I like snakes, you like snakes, but you don't like I small poisonous adorable. ones. Yeah, like they're misleading because they're so cute. It's like, oh, oh I want to play with you. Oh, like wait, you have to. No, no, actually, no. I love that. I'm just, I like, I love okay. that. It's so like the me. real answer is, is that that you fear nothing. I think that's what we're gonna go with and move on. And uh, snakes are cute. Yeah, snakes um, are. Cute. I don't know, I like, like snakes. Big too. bugs. We'll go with any big bug. Really? Like, they're not cute either. Yeah. Like, not beetles. Like just weird, leggy bugs. New Guinea tree lobster or something like that. Sure, we'll go okay. with that. That right, is the scariest Guinea, animal. New Guinea tree lobster. There we go. You ever seen one of those? They're amazing. I don't want to. Um, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, what, what's the best song writ- written in the last hundred years? Last hundred years? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Mr. Brightside because it's my favorite song. I don't care if it's the best. Okay, this is really <laughs> weird. You are. Wow, that's amazing. This is a popular opinion on this program. Uh, you are not the only person who said this. Okay. I don't know if your episode's going to air first or somebody else's, but Mr. Brightside, popular choice. From is it po- best who I'm thinking it is? Huh? Probably. It's because who you're thinking it is. Yeah. We are so, very similar. <laughs> in that regard, that's very, very funny. It's a brilliant song. I love that yeah. song. Uh, no, lyrically, musically, it's a really interesting song. I just love the killers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, the yeah. killers are, are bodacious. I, I like a lot of their stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, the killers are awesome. All right, so that makes me happy. What's your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. Oh, I love to ask writers this no. one. Oh, no, I, I always have an answer for this, and then I forget because it's my favorite. I'm like, no, I can't be. No, but it is. Okay. Um, peculiar. Peculiar. What a wonderful choice. Yeah. That's the first time we've gotten peculiar. Can it's you, so do you know why about it? Oh, it's a, that's a lovely one. I just like how it feels when you say it, and like it's not a condescending word. I think, or at least oh. I like to think about that. But it shows like interest. Like, oh, that's peculiar. Like, huh? I don't. I just like how it feels. And just I like the, that a lot. the structure of it. If you could travel through time and meet any one person, who would it be, and why? Orlando Bloom when he was legless, um, just because I want to give him a big old kiss. <laughs> I just want to go back in time to when he, so you're going to go to New Zealand when he's starring as yeah. legless. You're going to find yeah. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. And that's going to be that. Steal a kiss. Steal a kiss. That's kind of fantastic. <laughs> no, yeah, I could meet anybody, but you know. So it's just a that's kiss? It. That's it? Just just get yeah, that kiss and come it. back? That's it. I'm out. That's, I don't want to know him. <laughs> that's amazing and fantastic. What's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice? Ew. Ew? Yeah. Really? You don't like your voice? No. Who no? likes their voice? I mean, some people like their voices, but yeah. I, I think don't... most people are annoyed by their own voice. I mean, I hate mine. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I'm very, very, I sound like the dinosaur from Toy Story. No. A little bit. Or the guy, the bald guy from um, uh, Princess Bride, the inconceivable guy. I hate the Princess Bride. 
so I don't know who you're talking about. There's the answer to the story that everyone loves. That you <laughs> oh, hate. yeah. Right there. I always I think forget we just about hit that. It. Okay, I, I want to hear it. You hate the Princess Bride. What is it about you don't like? Because that's, that's a I just think it's really beloved. lame. Feel lame? It's really lame. Can you, can you just, point a thing or two As a child, I thought it was so annoying, and yeah. I have refused to watch it since. How long so it I mean, it's probably a childish thing. Like, I don't know, like elementary school. I don't like it. You yeah, feel exactly the same I'm way. I'm just sticking I mean, to my guns. <laughs> I want to be honest. <laughs> just remember having a very negative impression. Oh, yeah. It. Like, I just thought it was very annoying and overrated. And I was okay. like, wow, you guys need to calm down. <laughs> so. See, what I, I, I'm old enough that when I saw it, it wasn't a big deal yet. Yeah. Like, so, so I, I was just like, oh, I love this. But I wonder how something being built up affects our impression of it. Oh, for I mean, sure. That must do a lot. I think I saw, uh, what's it called? The David Bowie movie recently. Labyrinth? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it was fine. Yeah. It was good. People like love it. And I get because it's a childhood thing. Exactly. You're tied to it because you have this nostalgic. Well, it's not, it's just nostalgia's part of it. And then there's also just the, the, there's, there's more than syrup to nostalgia. There's also yeah. some genuine circumstance. Like I said, for some people, it's crawling up in the bed and snuggling yeah. and you can't re- replicate that. But yeah. And David Bowie's crotch bulge and labyrinth is really <laughs> disturbing. It's kind of frightening. If, if, uh, if your life had a soundtrack that played behind you whenever you walked into a room, what would it be? Uh, anything from the killers? <laughs> that's going to be it? Okay, Surprise. we're back to the killers? Yeah. So that's playing behind you when you walk in? Yeah, something, one of their songs, depending on the mood or situation. I think they have like a really nice wide range of things. Um, if you could be a guest star in any television program, movie, series, and this includes being animated, by the way, mm-hmm. and appearing, uh, who would you guest star as? Oh, Sailor Moon. Sailor in Moon? Sailor Moon. In Sailor Moon. You'd be Somewhere. on Sailor Moon as oh, a guest yeah. star? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'd, I'd cry. Do you have a particular like run of the show that, that you'd be want to tie into? Mm, I'd have to think about it. Okay. But I want to be someone, I want to be like one of the other Sailor Stars or something. Oh, neat. Holding an important, powerful role and just helping out. Yeah? Yeah. What, uh, what aren't people watching right now or reading right now that they should be? Um, if you're not reading Goodnight Poon Poon, I'm sorry that you're not. But I'm also sorry if you are. <laughs> I Expound, so, um, please. Goodnight Poon Poon is something that I found not too long ago because Viz recently started putting them out. Um, it's this manga that's existed for a while uh, and it is phenomenally sad and a wonderful slice of life. It's very harsh and big on depression. Okay. It's difficult to get through and um, but it's beautiful. Like I love it so much. There's so much to it. Uh, so it's available digitally and physically. Um, I highly recommend it getting it physically because it is so beautiful and the art is amazing. Um, but it's about this boy, Poon Poon, who, uh, Poon Poon Onodera, just going through life and you follow him as he tries to figure things out and is very bad at it. Wow. Yeah. I should read this. Yeah, it I... is magnificent. It's probably one of my favorite manga, if not my favorite. Your, uh, your desk at work is covered in Pikachu. Yes. Uh, Pikachu by uh, an order of magnitude that is difficult to define if you haven't <laughs> beheld it. It's like a clan. Who is best Pikachu? Who is best? Um, or which is best Pikachu? Best design or like? Just whatever. Which is best Pikachu? Uh, probably the Pikachu that I have on my bed at home that I've yeah. had since I was like seven. Oh, which yeah. one's he? He's just the one of the original stuffed animal Pikachu that they yeah. had in the U.S. Um, just plain. Just Lovely. Pikachu. 
uh runner up is definitely my 150 dollars pikachu that i bought in japan oh <laughs> it's wow. actually not a pikachu because he's ditto but i love it you so, oh i remember that's right he said yeah he's kind of going like yeah, he's that, got yeah. the like weird eyes yeah, yeah it's like the dead eyes the ditto eyes yeah. um he was 150 I wanted, bucks i wanted him so bad for wow. so long was just highly him. collectible is that why it was yes. so expensive um, okay so the Pokemon Center in Japan gets a lot of exclusive goods that rarely make it outside of the U.S. or outside of Japan to the U.S. Um, recently, that's changed with how their Pokemon Center works with their U.S. store. Um, yeah. But this was a time when it wasn't very available. Yeah. And, of course, they do super limited runs of these plush. Yep. And I found one in Mandrake, and I was like, ah, it's still in the box, and it needs a home. It's so sad. Uh-huh. I, I just hate it when I see stuffed animals and like they're the last one and they're alone and they're really cute. And so you found him like like secondhand like at Mandarake. Okay. Mm-hmm. So oh awesome. Yep. Lovely. And so I was like, you're coming home. Last one, cake or pie? Cake. <sighs> it's not the right answer, but the right answer. Yeah, what's the best cake? Uh I like chocolate cake. Just like straight and chocolate. Very cake? simple chocolate cake. Yeah. Okay, okay. This has been a good journey. Thank you. You were a splendid guest and i love that we've somehow managed to, to travel from uh from you weeping in a bar in south carolina watching your and i drunk yeah. uh all the way through this this bit of storytelling yeah, Miranda, thank, thank you, you so i hope much. i didn't rant too crazy you didn't rant at all you were wonderful so many, so many stories to talk, talk about yeah did, did, did we miss anything that you want to hit oh we could talk about this like all day okay well, we'll come back and do it later i think then. we're good Folks want to uh, want to see you telling stories. Uh, where do they go? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter with at Havoc Gross, and it's Havoc with a K because I was a dumb kid and I thought it looked cool. Uh, and I'm also on IGN. I do various things. If it's anime, I probably had a hand in it. So. I think the fact that you spelled <laughs> Havoc with a K like portended your future in video games. Like, like that's I mean, a very video game name. It was when I was choosing my gamer tag for Xbox Live, and I was like, "What do I do?" Because I want something that's like kind of fierce, but also feminine and. So it's Havoc Rose. Havoc Rose. That's also a good love one. roses. And if you ever decide to be a WWE wrestler, you've got your name. No, no you're not going to be Havoc Rose. I don't like wrestling. Don't like wrestling. In any form? Mm. Wrestling? It's not very interested in it. I have a very complicated historic relationship with wrestling that someday I want to sit down and do on the show with the, with the right guests. That'll be fun. But that's later. Yeah. Miranda, thank you. Uh, and thank you guys for watching, listening, making this possible, making it a joy to do every week. Uh, I'll see you next time and uh, bless you. And then until then, make some good stories. <laughs>